This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to week four in the four-week Bible study series that I am doing for you called uh, Biblical Discernment in an Unbiblical Age. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I have enjoyed teaching uh, it to you, and I hope that you're uh, really... I hope that you're developing relationships with the women in your small group and that you're talking about this because it's so important for you to have biblical discernment. It's so important for you to be able to look at what's happening around you and see what's going on so that you can rightly, you can make right judgments so you can be wise in the, in the judgments that you make. Uh, before we start this podcast, I would love it if you would just take a moment with me and we're going to come before the Lord in prayer and just, uh, ask him to, to be with us as we do this one, uh, last week in biblical discernment. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you have given me to teach on your word, Lord, to teach from your word. Father, I pray that you give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, hearts to understand. Father, we want to pray like David prayed, that you would search our hearts, try us and see if there's anything that we need to surrender to you. Or as we talk about uh, the importance for uh, for biblical literacy, uh, right now, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, be with me by your spirit, Lord, that you just encourage me, that I wouldn't say anything that's not from you, Father, and that the women who are listening to this would be encouraged to go before you on their own, Lord, and just search the scriptures for themselves. Lord, we need your help in this nation. Lord, we've got an election coming up that we need discernment for, Father. We're crying out for wisdom. You said that if any of us lacks wisdom, that we should ask it from you because you give it to everyone who asks generously and without reproach. And Lord God, we are asking, we are crying out for wisdom. So Lord, as we end this series today, I pray that you just encourage uh, those women who are listening toward a place of just deeper understanding of your word and a desire to walk more closely with you. I pray that you give us boldness and wisdom as we study your word, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, I read an interesting quote from Albert Muller, and he said, talking about biblical literacy, and he said, we will not believe more than we know and we will not live higher than our beliefs. The many fronts of Christian compromise in this generation can be directly traced to biblical illiteracy in the pews and the absence of biblical preaching and teaching in our homes and churches. That's from a book, and I'll link back to it today, uh, by Dr. Albert Muller called The Scandal of Biblical Illiteracy. And I have been saying this now for a while as I've uh, traveled and had the privilege of speaking to uh, tens of thousands of people over the last several years, that the truth is that we are living, like I've said many times, in a time of incredible deception. And it's the perfect storm because you have a generation of biblically illiterate Christians. And a t- and so it's been, it's a perfect opportunity for the, de- for the devil to come in and uh, infiltrate our churches. And he's done it 
with false teachers, as I talked about last week. He's done it through um, our own laziness and our own uh, complacency as believers. Uh, Dr. Mueller is absolutely right when he, he says that you can trace biblical literacy to the absence of biblical preaching and teaching in our homes and churches. And years and years ago, we, we've seen this sort of slide now for a long time, but years and years ago, uh, we went to church and we didn't go and just you know, get Kool-Aid there and uh, and sing a few songs. We were taught from the Word of God. We we brought our Bibles. We were told to look things up. And I don't see that happening very much anymore. And I have been praying earnestly that we would get back to it, that this generation of, of, of believers would wake up. We Our pastor, uh, Jeremy Carmichael, prayed this a couple of weeks ago in church, and he just um, was almost shouting as he was praying and crying out to the Lord and just saying, Father, wake up your church. Wake us up. Because there is so much at stake in this generation. And there, there, the, the evil that is rampant in the culture right now, a lot of it uh, is rampant because Christians are silent. And because we have falsely believed the lie that God doesn't care about the issues that we're facing, or he doesn't, or he's changed his mind, or he, uh, or he's um, ambivalent. And I was talking to a, a woman the other day, I, I went and uh, I was in my hometown, just at the grocery store, ran into a woman and we were talking, she'd read something I wrote, we were talking a little bit about the, the state of the church today. And she said, you know, what, what do you think is happening? She said, I just feel like there are so many Christians who don't know the Word of God, and she's absolutely true. And so I want to encourage you today, as we kind of wrap up this study on biblical discernment and why it's so important that you look at what's happening around you through the lens of Scripture and see it the way God wants you to see it, uh, what biblical literacy is. And biblical literacy is basically the ability to rightly read and understand the Bible. So if if biblical discernment is the ability to see rightly— and to filter what we see happening around us through the lens of Scripture, then biblical literacy is the ability to rightly read and understand God's Word using, and this is important because it's going to require some work on your part, the, the tools of study. And that's how we get to know God's character. And that's how we get to know What's in the Bible? The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, that we are to do our best to present ourselves to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Now, this is my beef, and you, you've you heard me, many of you have heard me say this many times on the podcast. This is my beef with so many churches today who, if they would, uh, if the pastors would simply study the word of God, they would see that God cares about the issues that we're facing uh, as a generation, that God absolutely cares about what's going on around us. And biblical uh, literacy, even in the most basic sense, is essential for true saving faith, meaning we've got to know what God says in his word. That means we've got to study. So when the apostle Paul said to Timothy, you've got to study to show yourself approved, he's saying, guess what? It's going to take work. And I think that might be part of the problem. We're so busy in our everyday lives that we don't take time. We don't set the time aside. And so when things happen, when they come down the culture, one of the biggest lies of this generation uh, 
is is the lie of gender neutrality. Boy, that's a, a big one, right? It's permeated the culture. And I know Christians who are like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. It does matter. God says in his word, I created them male and female. He has so much to say about human sexuality. And you know, we think that what that these things that we're facing in the culture, we're it's this brave new thing, these uh, and actually it's not. If you go back to uh, Rome, to ancient Rome, you'll see basically what we're doing is we're just descending back into what the ancient Romans lived and realized after it destroyed their culture that the sin, the yoke that they were living under was a lie from the enemy. Can't you just, can't you just hear the enemy? We were talking about, you know, marriage the other day and, uh, you know, God doesn't care about marriage. You know, God, God doesn't care if, if they're not believers, it doesn't really matter. Can't you almost hear? the voice of the serpent in the garden of Eden, you will not surely die. If you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, Satan lied to Eve. And she knew full well what God had already told her. If you do that, if you eat off of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. And the snake, the serpent, lied to Eve. And he said, you will not surely die. And that's a lot of what's happening right now in the culture is we're, the enemy has lied to this generation of Christians and sort of lulled them to sleep. And I am watching God waking up his church. And if you're listening to this today, then that tells me you're part of what God is doing. Because God's not asking all of us to do, you know, uh, this incredible, we're, you know, when, when we pray for revival, I'm not taking that on myself. I'm saying, Lord, speak to the, speak to your children. Because we all have a part to play in the culture. Uh, Jay's going to be on the podcast with me uh, on Wednesday, and we're going to be talking about the importance of voting and why it's so important that we uh, go to the polls and why it's so important that we know who is judging, literally, who we're appointing for judges, because we've got to have discernment and we've got to have biblical literacy as believers in order for us to respond to what's and to understand really. Uh, what's going on around us, we've got to know what God thinks. So for example, our mind's going to have some some idea, you know, an, an intellectual understanding um, of the gospel before our hearts can respond to it. So we study it. How do you, you remember when you first came to Saving Faith in the Lord, you studied his word, someone walked alongside you and said, you you have a sin problem. And something happened inside of you. I don't know about you guys, but I remember, I bet almost every person who knows the Lord Jesus right now that's listening to me can remember the day that they got saved. They remember when the Holy Spirit got a hold of him and you realized, oh my goodness, he died for me. Jesus died for me. And that love, that knowledge, that understanding that, oh my goodness, I have a Savior. He died for me. He loves me. That spurred us on to say, Father, forgive me for my sin. It's this. It's a comprehension and understanding of the gospel in our hearts that has to happen before we can rightly respond to the invitation of the gospel, right? Before we can rightly respond with um, yes to God's invitation. And this same example also uh, comes to bear as we study the word of God. In order for us to understand God's word, we've got to have an intellectual understanding, just like we had to have an intellectual understanding of the gospel in order to accept uh, Jesus's invitation of salvation. We have to have an understanding of the Bible. 
And if you look and see what Paul is saying to Timothy, you know, uh, I, I often think, of, you know, I can think of Paul kind of talking to Timothy. And these were, you know, verses that we studied when I was a kid. And I remember my grandparents, you know, telling me, especially they would say, Heidi, this is important. God wants you to study his word so that you can understand what he wants you to do in your life. And so we would study those passages that we would uh, take the tools of learning, which were uh, really at that time was just listening to other people who were teachers and taking notes and getting into our Bibles. And my grandma was the was the first one that taught me. She said, Heidi, ink up your Bible. You know, and she wrote all over her Bible. You know, back when I don't think writing in your Bibles was, <laughs> was a very hip thing to do. A lot of people thought it was disrespectful, I can remember. And my grandma would say to me, No, Heidi, this is uh, me writing what God is teaching me in the in the columns of my Bible, which is one of the reasons I love the Journal of the Bible so much. They give you, they're giving uh, us so much room uh, to write. But in order for us to uh, rightly understand the meaning of the text that we're reading, we've got to study it. That's what Paul is saying to Timothy. So there's three things. There's three reasons I want to give you why um, biblical literacy, why knowing the Bible and being uh, biblically literate as opposed to being biblically, biblically illiterate, uh, is so important. Uh, the first one, obviously, is it's necessary to bring in about our faith, right? Romans ten seventeen says that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. The NIV says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Jesus. And so we've got to be listening to the word if we're going to be growing uh, to understand the message of the gospel, we got to know what the Bible says, right? John 20, verse 31 says, but these are written so that you might believe. Many of you guys were in Awana like I was. This When I hear my little ones uh, reciting these verses, it's funny. They may not mean so much to you when you're little, but there's something that happens to you when you grow up and that you hear that verse again and you're like, ding, that's why you're studying it, right? These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you might have life in his name. You don't believe unless you understand the message. You understand the message by studying the word of God and praying uh, for the Lord to help you. Biblical literacy is necessary if you want to grow in Christ. It's necessary if we want to grow. I think that's part of what's happening uh, right now is that we're living in a, in a time when we've forgotten that we have to grow. So it's easy for us just to accept the gift of salvation, right? Because we're pretty comfy cozy in the culture, right? We're We're pretty... You know, um, one of our pastors just say, it's not our job to sit and soak and sour. Like once you accept the gospel, that's not the end of your walk with the Lord. Guess what, you guys? That's the beginning. That's the beginning of what is hopefully going to be a lifetime of studying and getting to know the word. Uh, John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth and your word is truth. Sanctify them by your word, so make them new by your word. And we grow by getting to know the word of God, by studying the word and going, Father, speak to me. It's fun for me to watch uh, our littlest one who is in Awana this year. And she is so excited to learn the word of God and so excited to to um, get to know what God has to say. And we sort of, somewhere along the line, we lose that enthusiasm, right? It's easy to lose it. And a couple of years ago, uh, I was doing some, you know, writing some things, and uh, I love to write. And I was kind of studying the Word of God, and I realized as I was doing it that I had sort of lost that 
um, enthusiasm, I guess is the right word. You know, it became sort of rote for me, you know, and I think it's easy for us to do that as Christians. It's certainly easy just to go to church and we just do it because it's something that we check off a list and we're not really growing. If you're not going to a church, can I just encourage you right now? If you're not going to church that's challenging you to grow in your walk with God, find a church that will. Find, find a pastor that's going to teach from the word of God. First uh, Peter 2, 2 says, like newborn babies, we uh, crave spiritual milk, so by it that we might grow in our salvation. We're supposed to be doing that, right? We're supposed to be growing in our salvation and to be uh, longing for, uh, for God to speak to us so that we can grow in understanding of the word. Right? So we're supposed to crave spiritual milk so that by it we might grow up in our salvation now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. But if you go back even a little bit more to the first uh, part of First Peter 2, it says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and, the, and slander of every kind. Then it goes on to say, like newborn babies, crave spiritual milk so that by it you could grow in salvation. I want to ask you, what is it that you're craving? I think in the culture that we live in, it's so easy to have an idol, isn't it? And we want to spend our time on all kinds of things, but we're not necessarily spending our time on what God asks us. Now, I'm not saying to be so heavenly minded that you're of no earthly good. You know, we've seen that happen too. But I'm just, I want to encourage you to become biblically literate. Get into a Bible study. Read the Word of God every day, something that my husband has done for many, many years, and he actually got me into it, and I'm about ready to complete my first like straight-through read of the Bible. And I've, I've studied the Word my whole life. You know, I went to Bible college, but it wasn't really, I don't think until several years ago, because so many things were happening in the culture, and I was realizing, oh my word, we're called to give an answer. And what and Christians don't have answers anymore because we don't know the word. We're not we're not studying it anymore. And so uh, Jay got me, and I'll link back to it today. But Jay got me to download an app called Olive Tree. I started reading the Bible every day, just uh, you know, just dedicating myself to reading fifteen minutes a day. And I'll tell you what, it's a game changer because it's necessary for us to grow as Christians is to actually know the Word of God and spend time, set time aside to do it. For those of you who are listening to this right now and you're kind of in a group study, I want you to be thinking, and hopefully when uh, when this podcast is over in just a minute, you can you can talk to yourselves about what it, talk amongst yourselves about how how can you know that you're growing? What are some things that you're doing that ensure that you're growing in the Lord? Because I think sometimes it's easy for us to just kind of skate through the Christian life and we're not really growing and we think we are. And we are called to, as men and women who claim the name of Jesus and who've accepted his gift of salvation, not to just stop there, but we're called to grow. And the third thing is that biblical literacy is necessary for guarding true doctrine. Now, this is kind of a big deal uh, because we, we've got a problem in the culture right now, right? In that, we're not really studying a whole lot of doctrine. At least that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm noticing, right? We've sort of uh, thrown that out. We've thrown the baby out with the bathwater, right? We went from being people who were so dogmatic about doctrine that we weren't willing to listen to the spirit. And then all of a sudden doctrine doesn't mean anything. But the truth is it, it's, it's, it's so important. Uh, So if you go to the book of Titus, I'm going to have you guys just open there. If you go to the book of Titus chapter one, you're going to see Paul sort of giving an exhortation uh, to Titus, and he's going to talk about appointing elders 
basically who love what is good. So the qualifications of elders. And so he, he starting in verse five, he says, the reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's household, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable. Rather, he must be hospitable. One who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, which means self, which means different, means set apart, and disciplined. Now, here's the key. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. So we're actually called, remember we talked about this the other day, we're actually called to demolish the strongholds, the arguments that come up against the knowledge of God. How do we do that? We do it by studying the word. So this is a passage that is giving a qualification for an elder, but I, I would say this is a qualification for somebody who claims the name of Jesus, who wants to be uh, speaking on behalf of the Lord, wherever you do it, whether you're doing that in the grocery store or you're teaching your children. Uh, Paul is saying, this is how we're supposed to be. Um, I, this is, uh, you know, something that I think is sorely lacking in the culture right now is just uh, men and women who are committed to living lives that are set apart. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to struggle in this world. The Bible says, Jesus said, don't be surprised if people hate you. If they make fun of you, if they mock you, they hated, they hated me first, right? And so we want to be committed to biblical literacy, to rightly dividing the word of truth. And we do that by getting into the word every day and growing in our walk with the Lord and guarding true doctrine. That means we learn, theology is important. It actually matters. The positions that you take are important because God says, don't add anything to my word, which is why we got uh, cults, right? Because they add, God said, don't add anything to my word. Don't take anything away from it. We're supposed to study it. Study to show yourself approved. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. You can rightly handle the word of truth. How can you do that? You do it by listening to the Lord and studying his word. Find a good church that you are going to be given, uh, that they're not going to you know, dumb things down for you. One of the things I love about our pastor is that he, he, um, he gives us meat to chew on every week. Every week I'm writing stuff down. I'm like, man, I didn't know that. Oh, that was good. And you're encouraged and you're exhorted and you're convicted and you're built up in your faith. And that's what we're supposed to be doing as we walk out uh, our, our faith in this life is to be grown in the word of God. There's so much more that God has for you as you grow in faith and knowledge in him. And then you can begin to pass that on to your children, especially during childhood in the in uh, in your home, beginning with you as the parents, but also in our larger Christian community. We've got to be instructing our kids in the way of the Lord. We can do it. Listen, women, I hope that you have enjoyed uh this this is kind of I told you I was kind of doing a little test run. We're kind of doing some new things here at the Busy Mom, and getting ready to launch a book and a whole bunch of other new things are going on. And I would love 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 to have your feedback on this short study. So we've done this for four weeks now. I would love to know um, how it affected you. Was it uh, an encouragement to you? I'd love to hear your um, constructive feedback. And uh, we're going to be sending out a survey for those of you who were leaders. If you were leading 
a Bible study and you were using the leader downloads, um, we are going to be sending you a survey. We'd love it if you'd fill it out and just get back to us. Let us know how we're doing. And I'd love to hear topics that you would love to see addressed in the future. We're going to take a little bit of a break because frankly, uh, I need a little bit of a break. Uh, Jay and I have been uh, on the road for a long time and we're going to kind of dial back a little bit and I'm going to work on uh, homeschooling and kind of finishing up a couple of projects. I'm still going to be podcasting, uh, but I'm probably not going to pick the Bible study up again until January. So this is a kind of a little test and uh, I hope that a lot of you who are listening to this are going to see me in the next couple of weeks because I'll be in Indianapolis and in Vancouver, Washington and in Tampa, Florida and in North Carolina. So I hope to see you guys out on the road uh, this fall and if not this fall, early next spring. So thanks for listening and I love to hear your feedback and I am praying for you. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.